Card presents Back Issue Bloodpath with your hosts, Andrew Young and Petula Neal. Today we're going to compare soft and hard. It's not going to be as exciting as you thought. Welcome to Back Issue Bloodbath. I'm Andrew Young. I'm Petula Neal. And this week we are looking at the soft reboot versus the hard line-wide continuity reboot slash relaunch. This came to me the other day because, uh, Petula, as you know, I, uh, I use a, a local laundromat to do my laundry. And there is, they have wash and fold. And so I drop off my, my laundry. The next day I pick it up. It's great stuff. Uh, one of the people that works there, it's a family that runs the business. And one of the family is a big comic book fan. And so the last time I was in there, he said to me, he goes, what do you prefer? Do you prefer like Mar how Marvel does it with like just like the soft reboots? Or do you prefer the way DC does it where we kind of just like restart everything? And I told him, I said, well, I'm more of a soft reboot kind of guy because I kind of like the collection of continuity. And he said, yeah, no, no, I, a lot of people, a friend of mine said that to me as well. But I like the fact that it's like it's a whole new world and I can jump in and there's a jumping on point. And so I like the resets of the DC universe. And it got me to thinking, I was like, Oh, you know, there's a lot of people that have debated this over time. And I thought, let's look at these types of uh, choices in comic book lines. So that's kind of what we're going to be doing today. And uh, we're going to point out some of the problems with each thing and uh, you know, go at it a little bit. And then also dispel some of the myths that unfortunately some new comic fans have experienced, have been told is writ of law and have just believed it. And then they've not had a chance to find out for themselves that that just isn't true. And so before we get into all this, I do want to talk about one particular myth. And that is if something has a long continuity, I need to know all of it. Nope. No, you don't. Because if that was the case, nobody would have been comic fans from the 50s on because they would have died with the first generation. <laughs> I remember one of the first comics I picked up was in the middle of a story and I didn't know exactly everything that was happening, but the characters are compelling and the writing was compelling. I know that one of the first X-Men stories I read was in the middle of the Dark Phoenix Saga, but the characters were cool and the story was cool. So I read on and over time I found out maybe a bit more of it, but that's something that you don't have to like, again, we did this pre-internet. So in a much harder period of time and we didn't have to work that hard. So I feel like people that tell you that you need to know everything about the continuity and you just can't jump in in the middle of the story, they're lying to you. Because they want you to fail as a fan, in my opinion. They want to gatekeep in that respect. And that's the thing that like so many young readers and new readers have told me. It's like, well, I, I don't know all the continuity. And it's like, you don't need to with good stories. And also, you don't need to, and again, pre-internet. So the good thing about the internet, you can just sort of Google like the fandom page or the wiki. Yeah, or almost whatever. every yeah. character has a Wikipedia. Yeah, but also before the internet, you didn't have people saying that you weren't a real fan if you didn't know. Yada yada yada. Trying to like trick quiz you on like trick questions. You didn't have that. Those sort of people creating that fear for other well, people. It wasn't as predominant. Jump and enjoy things. There was a little bit of that there, but not as much. 
but also you have these great comic book editors over the years in you know tv they'd be like a, a script supervisor continuity person whatever giving you those little rectangles with a little asterisk to be like hey and this happened before like hey this guy tossed this guy's girlfriend off a, a bridge and now he's doing this now so you get those bits of information that if it's relevant to you understanding and not all the things that happened to somebody in their entire life before is relevant to understanding them now mm -hmm. you would get that and you still do yeah no exactly it's funny though because like i feel like it's the fans that like some fans have set up that myth mm -hmm. now the relaunches and the reboots don't happen because of anything that the fans say they happen because a company goes, how do we get new readers, a.k.a. how do we sell more comics? So when looking at these two ways to run your business, and that's what it is, there are two ways to run your business, you have to keep that in mind, is that they're going, how do we sell more? Now, with Marvel, they have done what's called the soft reboot for a number of years. And it started basically... I'd say as early as the 1970s, I started like suddenly, whereas in the early issues of the Fantastic Four, Reed Richards and The Thing would talk about serving a World War II. And that was slowly changed to the Korean War. And then that was kind of even phased out. They didn't even talk about it anymore. And that one to me probably is probably one of the first instances in my recollection in the Marvel Universe. But over time, they've done that, is that they've taken continuity that's no longer relevant to the timeline and just kind of eased it out and replaced it with other continuity. And times when they've set up for like big line-wide set changes, like something like uh, Secret War, not the original Secret War, but the Secret War of 2015, everything was done to reset everything back in place the way it was before, but just with a little bit added as opposed to taken away. So like Secret War was essentially like, we want to have the ultimate universe characters that are popular because we're getting rid of the ultimate line. We want them in Marvel 616 continuity. And what they weren't taking anything out, they were just adding. And so maybe- That was like a, like a trial reboot, almost like a remake that ended up being like a looking at let's say Miles Morales is a backdoor pilot yeah. of like a better call Saul to a breaking bad situation. And then you get, Oh, well this stuff's good. We're going to take this stuff out yeah. of yeah. our, our trial balloon plus our backdoor pilot because this is working and we like it. Yeah. And before that, if they were going to do something that was changing the continuity, like whole cloth, instead of rebooting the entire line, they would set it off in its own area like the birth of the ultimate universe in the early 2000s and the terrible idea that was heroes reborn in the mid nineties when they went, Hey, everybody likes Rob Liefeld and Jim Lee. Let's give them our characters. That way we can work with them again. That didn't work out so well. They had to fix that within a year. Whereas the ultimate universe was around over a decade. So one was a good choice one was a bad choice but it did not affect the main continuity whatsoever now here's where marvel goes wrong remember i talked about sales remember i talked about it's about making more money somebody in marketing one day woke up and said you know what makes sales a new number one issue and so from 2012 till about i'd say 2020 every year or two 
all of the books would be canceled. Some would be restarted with a new number one and new books would be dropped with a number one. Now, the idea of starting up the number one is not a big problem if you do it with a character here and a character there. But when you do a line-wide thing like that, it makes your regular readers, the readers that are already there, go, oh, crap, so these books are gone and that book's... Okay, I'm going to gravitate towards the titles that I recognize and these 10 new series, I'm just going to completely ignore them. Why? Because I don't know what they're all about, and you're dropping them all on me at once. I feel like even the computers hate it, because honestly, the nonsensical numbering scheme is, I feel like behind the scenes, the poor little search engine at Marvel Unlimited is just like, girl, I don't know, like, this one should come after that, but yeah, it's so got a can whole you give other me a number. Year? Give me a yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You need to give me uh, a creator and a colorist and I can find like the next issue in this story for you. And sometimes it's literally a continuous story and the number can go from like hundreds down to like a three. Yeah. Yeah. And here's yeah. The, th the, the thing though. Like, remember I talked about the, all the new characters they would drop, they were dropping them all at once. So like they do a line wide switch to number ones over a two to three month span and they'd introduce all these new books usually sometimes 10 or 12 at a time like sometimes they go the line would come back at like 45 titles sometimes it come back at 65 titles but there'd always be about 10 to 15 new books if you got 15 new characters you want to introduce take three years and introduce them sporadically why so that the number one is special and you go "Ooh, this is a brand new character i want to check this out what's this character all about but so many characters, characters who would have found an audience, did not get the chance to grow. And like when I say talk about not just new characters, I talk about characters that have been around but maybe haven't had a book recently or were part of a team and is branching out and going down a different road. Like I know that a lot of people were really upset when the Iceman book got canceled. And it's like that book had poor sales, but... You brought it out with 12 other books at the same time. You didn't really put a lot of focus on it. It wasn't special. And so there wasn't an Iceman title before. Iceman was just a dude in the X-Men. It wasn't getting the attention it was needed. And so it wasn't getting the sales. And because it wasn't getting the sales, marketing goes, well, that book's failing. Cancel. And a number of really interesting, diverse books got canceled. And so like, unless you were like Miss Marvel or Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, yeah, you were having a hard time to survive and it wasn't creative's fault. Like some of these books were good. It was the choice to release all the books at the same time. So you, nothing is special and everything is just like, here they are. And so like a number of books were fighting for your attention when they should have had each had their chance to shine, in my opinion. Yeah, and their own time to roll out. And as much as we all bemoan things getting pushed out in different, let's say, film releases, especially in some of those early phases, and even just with other films, people think about the date from PR, timing, like that first Black Panther coming out of Black History Month. Like, let's think about when we can release this. What else is happening in the world? What can we tie this to? What other like promotions can there be? So you have this whole universe of things, but you also are trying to run a business. 
like mm-hmm. there's good ways to leverage marketing. Yeah. And there, there is one successful soft launch reboot within the past six years at Marvel where they did release multiple number ones that worked, but there's a reason why it worked because it was one editorial department and not the entire line. And of course I'm talking about the X-Men books, the release of, and they did it right. They released, they did house of X powers of 10. They, you know, uh, sunsetted all of their titles and gave them good endings. They didn't just cancel them. Then they had this, this event, which wasn't all encompassing. It just told a story. You didn't have to read 18 other books to get it. And then they started their titles. And it was like, I believe seven titles, I think something like that. And that worked because a, it was one editorial department. It was one team working together and it was under one vision as opposed to we need to get as many books as we can. Give me some books, which is what the Marvel now movement and the, uh, I'm trying to think of, there was the legacy movement. There was the fresh start movement, all these different excuses to have. 45 to 65 new number ones hit the stands. Yeah. And also doing the occasional, I'm going to say flashy nonsense that will draw the attention of someone like me that maybe I wasn't fully into the HCU. And then you give me a party with some nice outfits. You give me a Hellfire Gala and you bring it back and you make it annual. Because I remember you were like, oh, no, this will be a one-off. I was like, sir, no, I've seen some sketches. Those outfits are coming again. <laughs> like you bring in those things to remind people, oh yeah, no, this is going on again. So you're not just getting the people that will follow no matter what. You're reminding people who were maybe following years and years ago. Hey, remember that thing you liked? It's happening again. Yeah. In our new little like rebirth island thing that's going on. Yeah. The unfortunate thing is now it's been what about it's about three years on almost four since the house of x and they're now falling into the same trappings they're now canceling a bunch of x books and starting a bunch of x books and it's like you guys got to stop doing that so i'd say if i was marvel i would focus on diversifying your launches and not making them all happen at once since you are keeping the same continuity this can be done easily now we're going to move on to the other side of mainstream comics and that is dc so messy Yes. So in order to do DC proper, we're going to have to go through a quick timeline of all the continuity changes that have happened that have affected most of or all of the line. So here we go. We're going all the way back to 1940. Golden Age, All-Star Comics number three. Just Society of America is introduced. It's the first time that a line-wide continuity is created between all American comics and national comics under the Detective Comics banner. So it's like, not only is it like line-wide, but it's like several comic lines all coming under the same banner. And that works for about 15 years. Some characters dwindle, like Batman and Superman sell well. Everything else kind of starts to peter off. So in 1956, the Silver Age is born, launched in the new Flash and Showcase number four, New continuity, ignoring the old characters, basically going, this is a brand new Flash, his name is Barry Allen. Jay Garrick, oh, he was a character in a comic book that Barry Allen read, thus making all the Justice Society characters, characters within the comics that the people in the DC continuity read. That's already confusing enough. (laughs) But five years later in 1961, they go, no, 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 fuck that. There has been 
a world where the Justice Society of America existed. And there is a world where the Justice League of America existed. Of course, in Justice League 21, they had the two meet. Earlier before that, in Flash 123, they had the Flash of Two Worlds where Jay Garrick and Barry Allen meet. So now we're like, oh, there's two separate worlds, two separate continuities. And because of that, DC went, oh, wait a second. We just bought up all these other comic book lines. Like we got Fawcett Comics, we got Captain Marvel. Oh, we just bought up Plastic Man, Blackhawk, the Freedom Fighters. Oh, we got Blue Beetle and the question from Captain Adam from the Charleston thing. You know what? All their continuities are still alive too. We got a multiverse. And so the multiverse runs for 25 years or so. And they go, wait a second. There's like, I don't know what continuity this Superman story. Wait a second. He's an old man in this issue, but in the next issue, he's Superboy. I don't know what's going on. And it's because the editors had lost track. And so they went, okay, we got to make it all new continuity again. And they do the first true line-wide reboot. A number of books are restarted at number one. Continuity's changed. All the heroes were given retconned origins. Some characters are erased. Wonder Woman was taken off the map and reintroduced as a brand new character that had no previous interaction with other DC characters. It was mostly done, as I said, to clean up continuity that contradicted itself especially a number of Superman items were jettisoned from the history, including his time as Superboy. And so for the most part, it's like, okay, we got things cleaned up. Eight years later, they realize, no, we don't. And so they have to do zero hour, which is to repair the continuity of the Justice Society because the Justice Society within the new crisis storyline was like, oh, they were the team that was around before the Justice League. They were around during World War II. Well, now it's 1994. How can some of these guys still be walking around and spry going, yeah, I used to be a part of the Justice Society back in World War II. <laughs> also, they had to give like the Legion a reason for being because the Legion's original reason for being was Superboy inspired them in the future to become a team. Now they had to make it, since there was no Superboy, that, oh, all of the heroes of that time period inspired them. And then, of course, there was Hawkman and Donna Troy, who still had the most confusing continuities, and they tried to clean them up. It didn't work. So we get a moment of peace for like a good 12 years. And then Jeff Johns goes, hey, I miss the multiverse. <laughs> Let's do Infinite Crisis and bring back Earth 2. When we were destroying Crisis on Infinite Earths, let's bring that back. And, you know, we're going to reinstate some things. Hey, Superboy, he's back. Batman knowing the identity of his parents' killers was sticking that back in there too. It's all happening. And you're like, all right, cool. Let's see how long this lasts. One year later, they do the year-long <laughs> follow-up to Infinite Crisis. I need the SpongeBob oh, if one, your transitions right now. One year later. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> the follow-up to Infinite Crisis, they did a year-long weekly book called 52. That number will come up later. In it, it is revealed that not only is there a multiverse, but there's exactly 52 Earths. We're capping it at 52 Earths. No more, no less. 2011 comes along, and they're like, man, Superman sales just ain't what they used to be. Let's do another line-wide change, and this is probably the most hard-line, hard reboots they did for the new 52, which is set up by Flashpoint, which, uh, of course, we talked about Flashpoint recently because the Flash movie's coming out, and that's pretty much the storyline that they're using. 
And of course, Barry, he went back in time to uh, save his mom because he didn't want his mom. Sidebar. Yeah. As I search in my uh, Gmail, the year I bought Marvel Unlimited, 2011. I feel like that was like a very reactionary. I was like, (laughs) I literally can't deal with you and all your changes and all your reboots. That they were the ones that made me double down. They made you go, Marvel, that's my thing. Yeah. It's like, I just need consistency. Like my oldest, like Marvel Unlimited email is from 2011. Wow. Wow. DC, you really did it. (laughs) Yeah. So in story, Barry wants his mom alive. He goes back in time, saves his mom, changes the course of continuity. Everything is wrong because there's no Superman and all these sort of things. So then Barry has to fight to get the continuity back to what it's supposed to be and make the world what it was supposed to be. And, of course, this ominous character named Pandora helps him put the universe back together. And now everybody's continuity is kind of reset with the exception of Batman and Green Lantern. That's pretty much stayed the same. It's nice that Jeff Johns was able to keep his character safe. (laughs) But uh, all the other previous continuity wiped away. All the characters were changed just like they did at Crisis. Previous continuity was erased. And... We had a whole new ball game, which lasted five years, 52 issues exactly. And in 2016, they did Rebirth, which basically went, hey, you like the old continuity? You like the new 52? We're going to give you both. We're going to put a hodgepodge retelling of the DC universe together, and that's what it is now. And since then, we've seen Dark Knight's Metal, Dark Knight's Death Metal, Future State, Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths, DC Universe, Lazarus Planet, which have introduced alternate continuities And now DC is doing Dawn of DC in an attempt to do a soft reboot of what they've been doing and set certain titles back at number one. I'm tired. Are you okay? It's a lot. It's a lot. And now imagine someone who's been reading for a long time. How confusing it is to that person. And then imagine someone coming into the comic shop and going, Okay, I really like Superman. What Superman story should I read? And the person going, okay, well, how far back do you want to go? It's like, oh, I want to read all the great stories. Oh, baby, no. Yeah. And so you have a guy <laughs> or a gal working at the comic shop, and I do not envy that person who goes, okay, um, you're new to comics. So I got to explain to you the DC Universe has several different continuities. So these are good stories, but none of them are going, some of them are going to contradict each other big time. Now, if you can handle that, that's great. But there are some people, we talked about the continuity myth earlier, have we not? Mm-hmm. And how powerful that has become to new readers. DC, you just got to calm down. It seems like every 5, 10, 15 years you go, no, this is too much, fuck it. And you blow up the entire building. You got to stop fully rebooting your entire line. Again, it- continuity can be your friend it doesn't have to be seen as an albatross around your neck. You don't have to observe and respect all continuity, right? Some of the greatest writers in the world haven't respected their own continuity. So comics should be able to do the same. And if every time one of these changes happened, you truly felt as a reader that they were going with the ethos of best story wins, Maybe it would be a little less Maybe be okay. But, but for every best story that makes it through or into the new, there are many decent ones that are just abandoned because they get caught up in the reboot of it all. So that's that's a challenge for 
many comic creators, but I feel like more often on the DC side, do we lose? And then you end up with these. And I could imagine if I had a store and I even see in some of the smaller stores I go into, they tend to just carry the hits for every high fidelity type comic book store. You have a lot. You're going to get your Dark Knights. You're going to get your... These are the ones that are kind of standalone outside of pure canon, outside of all this. And then those get sold over and over again, like your your OG Watchmen, your whatever. And then you don't get people recommending the current runs because you almost would feel like it's almost unsafe to recommend something to somebody. And in those cases, you're making the right choice. Can you imagine if you went in and somebody got you hooked on... Maybe there were some good runs in that, you know, New 52. Could you imagine getting stuck, hooked into it, like maybe two thirds of the way through right before they're going to just blow it all up again? That's hurtful. Yeah, it is hurtful. And you made you yeah. made a really good point there. When you think about it, yes, the top selling trades for DC are Dark Knight Returns, Watchmen, Kingdom Come, all stories that are outside of continuity. Yeah. Yeah. Like even... The perfect one that I would recommend to people would be like a Darwin where you literally have like your old timey art, but right. it's not that old, but it's giving you vibes from kind of multiple eras, but you don't have to know anything about the before or the after. It's just good art, good story, probably one of my favorite howls and just keep it pushing and they could read nothing else. Or yeah. like now when I go in and I read things like Historia or Lonely City, because I know this ain't got nothing to do with anything else. Exactly. That's the thing. Yeah. DC has trained its fans to fear interconnected continuity, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And that's okay for like a Superman and a Batman fan. I get that. But if you're a fan of like, say a Green Arrow who really doesn't have that, powerful outside of continuity story or if you're a fan of like the flash who is always because of him the speed force is a big thing in the dc universe he's always kind of connected to whatever continuity is happening or if you're a fan of batgirl you're like okay first of all which one and second of all what what situation are we in? Because if you're a barbara gordon fan there's is a she point... walking right now yeah exactly is she walking right now and in her past. And maybe you don't want her. Like, what if your kid has a wheelchair situation? What a great character for them to be following. But whoops, she's she's up and moving again. She's up and like, moving again, yeah. There must be, and, and maybe this is me being too much of an old timer, but there must be children out there that get their allowance and want to go buy like a single issue of something every week. Like, I wouldn't trust my pennies to a DC run. If I was that kid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. So it's just, whereas we talked about how Marvel, the marketing is too complex in DC, the editorial is too complex. Simplify your continuity problems by just keeping the characters where they need to be without fully changing them. You know, take away little things that don't make sense, but don't take away the entire continuity of a character and restart it. Like sometimes it works out, but most times, again, you guys would go five, 10 years and go, oh, wait a second, shit, continuity doesn't make sense anymore because we got rid of this, that, this, and this. So how does this, it's just too much. It's just too much. It's kind of like when 
directors come in to a long running horror or sci-fi franchise and go, you know what? I didn't like the last four movies. So this is a sequel to the second movie, but we're going to make it in modern times. So it's 30 years later. And yeah, we're not, we're going to use some things from the other ones, but we're not going to explain them. That's what it feels like to me. And it's sloppy and there's no easy answer on how to fix it. But I think probably one of the things to fix these continuity reboots is just to stop them. <laughs> stop. Go or with it doesn't have to be everything all at once. When a story is coming to a natural end or for some reason you're losing creator and not hopefully not because they're terrible or you're terrible, but you know, they're just, I want to work on another story now, what have you. Mm -hmm. And you're not passing off somebody else. Then let that story perhaps have a shift that isn't earth shattering to everything else. You don't have to reboot everyone and all of your things all at once. Exactly. So you got this Donna DC thing. It's happening over the course of 2023 thankfully you're spacing it out which is good yeah let me breathe see yeah. what works yeah just but just ride it like you know put your money down on the table and stay with that bet don't fold don't let fold cream so rise fast. and for the love of god give catwoman some comfortable shoes there you go that's what really comes down to your <laughs> continuity fix is to give catwoman comfortable shoes i think it was that cover of her on the roof of batman that really put me hard in the paint for Marvel. I feel like I'm looking at the date of these like Marvel limited emails and I'm just like, wow, I was, I did not have that much money then, but I like made a, like a lifelong, like this longer than some relationships I've had. Most go. relationships. Yeah. But I just said at some point, ugh, and just went hard in the paint for Marvel. Like I, I still read DC stuff, but yeah, yeah, it was just, yeah, 2011 was when I was. Because I used to go into physical stores and pick up different things. Yeah. Yeah. They pushed me into digital sooner than a lot of other people. Yeah. There you go. There you go. So, yeah. So, we talked about the, the two companies. Now, again, I'm going to speak to the fans again and just say, if you're a new comic fan or if you're an old comic fan, find the characters you like and read them. And if the story's good, keep reading them. And if it's not good, well, then stop reading them. Because the only way that really gets people to understand that you don't like what they're doing with a certain character is to, unfortunately, vote with your dollars. Now, if you're DC, you go, oh, this character's not selling. Well, let's change the whole line. Let's not do that. <laughs> but maybe you can bring about change in your own world with your own characters, your favorite characters, by buying the ones that you like the story and not buying the ones that you don't. Again, there's some people out there, collector's mentality, who go, no, I need to buy all of them. You don't need to buy all of them. It's okay to have a gap in your run, so to speak. Just follow good stories. That's really what it comes down to. And the more you follow good stories, the more comics will be good and comics will be fruitful. There we go. That's one to grow on. We come to the end of this week's very special Back Issue Bloodbath. Petula, where can people find you? At Inatif.com. On Twitter, I have Spoutable. Instagram, TikTok, at Obeskantawit, O-B-E-S-A-C-A-N-T-A-V-I-T, and here with you. Of course, you can find everything I do over at geekcardshow.com. Follow me on Twitter, at geekcard. Follow me on Instagram, at Andrew, underscore of, underscore geek, underscore hard. Follow this very show on Facebook, at Back Issue Bloodbath, where we post the new episode every darn week. 
But hey, if you want to make sure you don't miss an episode, you can always subscribe to us on your podcasting platform of choice. And that way we'll always come directly to wherever you catch your pods. And take a moment. Again, we've thrown a lot of like continuity history at you. So maybe go outside, breathe in some fresh air, take a walk and cool down. And we'll be back here next week waiting for you. This has been Back Issue Bloodbath. I've been Andrew Young. I've been Petunia. Have yourself a good. <laughs>